Hi, listeners. You can now listen to this community podcast production ad-free on Apple Podcasts and access the podcast one week early and get exclusive bonus content. Just hit the subscribe button now on Apple Podcasts. Or if you want access to all of the above, plus video versions of the podcast, head to patreon.com forward slash stop the killing. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. On the morning of August 1st, 1966, shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America. I'm Sarah Ferris, true crime podcaster. And I'm Catherine Schweit, the former head of the FBI's active shooter program. And you're listening to Stop the Killing. So it's normally a listener question that we've got going on the feed at the moment because Catherine and I are currently plugging away doing season three of the podcast. But I wanted to sneak in a question myself to you, Catherine, because sometimes I go down a little TikTok hole. And on my TikTok feed the other day, and this hasn't just happened once. I mean, clearly the algorithm knows me, but it keeps throwing up these TikToks of parents that have purchased backpacks that are bulletproof for their children and have to then have a conversation with a very young child about how they need to hold that in front of their body and what have you. But the other day I saw one which even went a step further and the mother had purchased a bulletproof vest to go inside the backpack, like a, not a vest, what would you call it? Plate. 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 Right. A bulletproof plate that goes inside the backpack. But she'd also purchased, this is the thing I'd never heard of, and it was kind of like, oh my God, is this where we're at? She'd purchased, I guess they must have been fake blood tablets for the child to learn how to bite down on if she's in an active shooter situation and play dead. You're shaking your head. Because people can't see this, but I'm I was the, the same. What's your I, reaction I to that? I think you run the risk of traumatizing your child way more, and if you don't, your child's going to be using those little blood capsules on the playground to show his friends how cool they are. And that's is there any know, age more, group that that might be more appropriate for? She there's might no have been age group. About a teen that was no. There's you know? no age group where that's needed or appropriate. I think. I mean, you know, everybody's going to have their opinion on it, and I guess that's all I can give you is mine. Wow. But so, with regard to the little blood caplets, the fake blood, that's nice that you know that parent has access to theater blood. But I see zero reason why you wouldn't cause more trauma by having a young child have to worry about where is their blood capsule in case they need to bite down on it. That doesn't, no. What a sad state of affairs, isn't it? You pack your lunchbox and here's your blood capsules. And that a kid's going to get to that and know where it is and worry about where it is. That's kind of like when people talk about, I'm going to get a handgun. And sometimes they say, oh, I'm going to get a handgun because I'll feel safer. And that's their choice, of course. But I always say, all right, let's roll through. If you think you're going to get a handgun, what does that mean? Do you have children at home? Do you have anybody at home who would have access to that? Would you keep it loaded? Would you keep it unloaded? 
How would you transport it? Where are you going to get your training? How often are you going to get trained? Where is it going to be when you're not at the house? Where is it going to be while you're carrying it while you're at work? There's a lot of things that you have to understand about a firearm besides I'm going to buy one at the store. And that's the same thing that I think of this blood caplet falls into the same category of sounds like a cool idea to be overreactive, but I can tell you, I've never even heard a law enforcement officer say, Hey, that's a great idea. Let's scare the crap out of some kid by (laughs) giving him this little blood caplet and then teaching him how to bite into it and pretend that he has blood all over him. And I would just say this is a negative as a negative nanny here. Shooters uh, aren't looking for a stream of blood out of a mouth. Shooters (sighs) who come in and kill people they shoot a lot of bodies. They're not looking to see, oh, this person's dead, so I won't shoot them again. I've seen too much footage of shooters shooting into people who are already dead. Well, that's so, absolutely horrific to hear. I know that's a st- terrible thing to say, but I just wanted to say that please don't go out and buy your children blood caplets so you can traumatize them more about the fact that any second they're going to be in a school shooting. School shootings are still an incredibly rare incident. Your kid is much more likely to suffer a gunshot wound at home or in the home of a friend. So are you going to have your kid take that little blood caplet next door to Johnny's house when he goes to play? So don't do that. That's You're just creating a trauma where you don't need to create a trauma. That's my opinion. It speaks to the desperation and the feeling of helplessness that clearly good engaged parents are feeling because she's clearly invested in this and has thought about the safety aspect of it, but isn't getting the information that she needs. It's not easily accessible to her to find out how she can protect her child better. I think that's part of it. I mean, you know, it's like, you know, drop a link to the podcast under her post, you know, sorry. (laughs) Sorry. But, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head when you say people want to do something in trauma situations. You know, I worked with the FBI during 9-11 and I was thankful that I had something to do on 9-11. Many other people were sitting at home and feeling helpless, like their country was under attack and they didn't know what to do on 9-11 here in the States. And I know if you're sending your child to school, you want to do everything you can possibly do. I don't think this is everything you can possibly do that's going to help. That's what I'm saying. Not based on what I've seen. It's like saying, okay, I'm going to send my child with two extra spoons for lunch. Yeah. In case they drop one on the floor, that's great, but they're not going to, and they don't really need an extra spoon. Blood caplets are just not something that's going to keep them extra safe. Shooters, come in such a rage and they move so quickly and they're not looking for whether or not some kid has blood in his mouth. They're not getting that close to him. You know, I would say redirect your desire to provide safety for your kids in school by talking to the teacher, talking to the schools, talking to your child about what they can do in the rare instance, make them, as they say, the gift of fear, make them understand that it's okay to be afraid and that it's a very rare circumstance. But if they were in a rare circumstance to be faced with a problem where a shooter is in their school, we know that many kids that have faced that, which there are you know dozens of in the United States, have run to safety and teach them that or have quieted themselves in their classrooms until the shooter goes away. If you've ever been in a tornado, tornadoes roll through. And by the time you realize the tornado, it's gone. And like an everybody, yep. everybody who lives right in tornado territory can tell you that it's like, it was there and then it was gone mm-hmm. just like an earthquake. And that's what it's like with a shooter, right? These are two minutes or less. Usually for most of these instances, it's a very brief situation. 
where the shooting is actually underway, two, three, four minutes. So teach your kid to be quiet for two or three or four minutes if they can't flee the area. That's more empowering for your kid than telling them, hey, do this, you know, blood caplet thing. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Have you ever felt that pang of disappointment when you couldn't add a ticket to your collection because it was digital? Or maybe you just lost it? Well, Stubforge.com is here to change that. Imagine this. Tickets that not only look but feel like the real deal. Because each ticket from Stubforge is printed on the same quality stock that Ticketmaster uses and printed with genuine ticket printers. It's like holding a piece of the concert, the game or the show right in your hands. But Stubforge isn't just about replacing tickets. With the easy-to-use interactive designer, you can create custom tickets for anything, from concerts to sports games, pregnancy announcements, or parties. Why not make your invitations stand out with tickets that are as unique as your event? And if you're trying to complete a back catalogue of missing tickets, Stubforge offers bulk discounts to make it both easy and affordable. With Stubforge, you can once more give your loved ones physical tickets and see their eyes light up instantly at the best gift you can give. So whether you're looking to reignite your ticket collection, craft the perfect gift or send the coolest invites, head over to stubforge.com. Start creating today and see how Stubforge makes every ticket a story worth saving. Visit stubforge.com and start making tickets today. I did want to address the backpack issue. Can I give you my initial feeling on that? Any school that I've ever been into, the backpacks are placed in the cloakroom outside the classroom and are not accessible to the child if they're in the class. That's right. That's true. Now, I think very often you don't see the backpacks with the kids all the time. They're not going to be in the classroom and you're going to create another situation where you're child spends most of their time worrying about the fact they've been separated from what they think is going to keep them safe. And I can tell you that I had a friend give me a ballistic backpack from one of my kids and my kid chose not to carry it. They're actually heavy and uncomfortable to carry. And like you said, you're not walking around with them all the time. And it's a constant reminder of something that is probably their entire school career never going to happen. Have you ever seen any incident where these have changed the course of a shooting? No, no. But remember, safety is about two things. Safety is about creating a safe environment, like locking doors, which all school doors should be locked anyway. That's the physical aspects of safety. And then safety is also about feeling safe. So people are buying you know, ballistic backpacks because they want to feel safe. And my question to them would be, if you don't feel safe enough this year, are you going to buy them a ballistic helmet next year? What about a ballistic vest, which Mm. I have spent a career wearing and they are uncomfortable and hot and bulky. And I will tell you also, not that any listener really wants to hear this, but some of these semi-automatic rifles that come in, they're going to go right through a ballistic vest. Okay. 
So, you know, don't let your fear be so overwhelming. Don't follow the TikTok trend of, I got to get a ballistic backpack for my child. And mm-hmm. I saw one of those cuts that you're talking about recently. And the mom was yelling at the child because the child wasn't holding the backpack up to protect himself enough. Mm. And yeah. And yelling at the child, what do you say when this happens? What do you do? And she's yelling at him and then he'd answer and she'd say, no, that's not what you say. No, that's not what you do. So here's a little child who looked like he was like five or six God, huddled in a corner of his kitchen, you know, underneath in the corner of the kitchen table being traumatized when the kid probably hasn't had one day of school yet. I mean, these parents are all trying to do the right thing. They're all coming from a place of love and goodness. But what I'm hearing from you and what I have learned from being on this podcast with you is that these things happen like that. And you do not have time to get props, which is essentially what those two things are. You do not. And children are so wanting to please. So if they've been told that they need to get a backpack or get the blood, that's going to be their first response because that's what they've been trained to do. I think it's very fair to say. I think that's a great point. If your child's sole focus is, I know need to go get my backpack in the cloakroom because that's what my mom told me to do. But maybe their teacher is telling them, you need to be over here and be quiet, or we need to go out this mm. side door. The child is going to be thinking, no, my mom told me, my dad told me. And both the mom and the dad and the child and the teacher are all trying to keep the children in each other safe, but they're all at odds with each other. I agree. And I think if you're so invested in thinking, okay, I'm going to buy a bulletproof plate and a blood thing, you know, the time it takes to do that maybe would be better spent picking up the phone and talking to the teacher in the school and saying, hey, how can we work together on this? What are the policies that I can teach that you're teaching at school that I can reinforce at home? If you're worried, maybe you become an outside monitor at your school. Maybe you ask the school if they can have outside monitors who could watch for somebody who might be a danger. I mean, it's just such a rare circumstance where somebody comes to do this to begin with. But we've created this million, 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 multi-million dollar industry of products and things and frightened people to death. And we've done all of it based on fear instead of on empowering people. I would like to see parents feel empowered, not afraid. And how you can feel empowered is by knowing what they train to, knowing how to help them come up with better security. And don't be the one that says my school doesn't do anything. Be the one that says I went to the principal with three other people and we decided we would be part of the safety committee at school. And we offered to help look for grants and look for ways that we could talk to local businesses because we needed $300 to change the locks on the doors. So the locks key lock from the inside of the classroom instead of the outside of the classroom. That one act can save a life. One of the teachers at Sandy Hook was shot because she stepped outside to lock her classroom door. My daughter's classroom only locks from the outside hallway. Wow. She has a school that was built a few years ago. Thing is, you can do a lot of little things. And I get it if you want to buy a backpack because you think that's going to make you feel better. I don't think that's the thing that's going to save your child. And I don't think a blood capsule is going to make your child even begin to feel better about feeling safe at school. It's just going to make them think there's a shooter around every door. And sadly, I think it's going to make you think there's a shooter around every door when there isn't. Better to empower and provide support for the school district or the school system or the elementary school. Talk to your kids about their training and talk to your child's teacher alone. 
and say, you know, what are you telling them? What are you going to do? I know this is a rare circumstance, but what would you do? What can I do to help you? What can Mm. I do to help you feel more secure in your classroom? That's such a powerful statement, actually, because these teachers are going to school every day in these classrooms and they're the ones that are living, like you say, without the doors locked even. If they had parents come to them and say, we want to support you, how can we help? How empowering for both parties to know that they can make a difference Mm -hmm. that's going to keep the kids safe. Doors are the start. Yeah. Lock the doors. Help your school district just lock the doors and maybe keep the blood capsules for Halloween. So when the scammer uses the hypnotic method of building rapport, then they create dysfunctional, delusional reality. That's how a scam begins, convincing the mark that it makes perfect sense to hand over their money to a con artist. The Scams and Cons podcast tells you how scams are run. You'll hear how people are convinced to buy fake art, buy machines that print money, or steal your house. I get a phone call from my wife and she let me know that they had decided to move all our stuff out. I can no longer do anything about it except go through an eviction. And you'll hear it from the experts, people who run the cons. So we go to your bank, you go in and get 6,000 cash, give us each 3,000, we give you this. Uh You go home and what you find out is cut up newspaper. It's fun to know how the trick is done. And that's what Scams and Cons is all about. Listen at scamsandcons.com or wherever fine podcasts are found. From DNA testing to the Dixie Mafia, Crime Capsule brings you new stories of true crime in American history. I'm your host, Benjamin Morris. Join us for exclusive interviews with authors from Arcadia Publishing, writing the hottest books on the most chilling stories of our country's past. You can find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts or on evergreenpodcasts.com. Crime Capsule. History so interesting, it's criminal. Thanks for listening. And if you want to know more, Catherine's book, Stop the Killing, is out now. For more details, go to katherineschweit.com. Please consider also supporting our independently made podcast. It's simple to do. Go to patreon.com forward slash stop the killing. And for as little as the price of a latte a month, you can be part of the solution to stop the killing. Patreon rewards range from official do-gooder status to ad-free episodes, autographed books, and opportunities to connect with us directly for your business, school, church, or even just a book club chat. But just knowing that you are part of a movement that has the power to make your community safer, well, that's got to taste better than a skinny cappuccino any day. So please head to patreon.com forward slash stop the killing now and polish off your do-gooder halo and make sure to include your name so we can give you a shout out. This podcast is a community podcast production. That's con with an N. If you want more content, then head over to Community Podcast at Instagram, where you'll find trailers on more binge-worthy true crime, like the award-winning podcast Conning the Con. And you'll find us on Facebook and Instagram at Stop the Killing Stories or Twitter at STK Podcast. Come and join the conversation. We'd love to hear from you. All the links are in the show notes. Finally, if you want one takeaway action that you can do right now that can help make our community safer, please share, rate and review this podcast wherever you listen. Everybody needs to know that they hold the keys to see something and say something. Together, we can stop the killing. 
It's one of those things you hope never happens, but you better train for it because it will happen, and it will happen in places you wouldn't expect. Be ready for it. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The truth about the Haditha massacre has been covered up, but not anymore. I know you know what happened. They went into houses and killed women and children. What are you thinking? What a mess. U.S. Marines murdered innocent civilians in cold blood. And at the center of it all is 25-year-old Sergeant Frank Wooderick. And me. Murder in House 2. A new podcast from Crowd Network. 